Accelerating network transformation in the era of 5G cloud and IoT. Welcome to the Fast Mode Podcast. I'm Tara Neil, and in this episode, we have Jim Gillette, who is the Senior Director of Product Marketing from Nokia, joining us to share more insight on the mobile's latest frontier, that is 5G. Hi, Jim. Hi, Tara. Okay, so in these last several years, Talk about 5G has grown from ideas about network slicing, use cases that we all know too well now, that is EMBB, MMTC, URLLC, to specific discussions on the actual deployments covering the gradual move from non-standalone networks to standalone networks with a new 5G core, development of cloud-native architectures, ramping up of network virtualization and software-defined networking, and so on. With all these new dynamics in 5G mobile technology and now with the added challenges of COVID-19, how is this affecting the IP and optical transport networks whose job it is to interconnect everything? Well, I think the pandemic has actually sped up the digitalization projects that are underway in the industry. Uh, and, and for so many of them, 5G is central to their, uh, their deployment. Um, I mean, when you when you think about how we saw LTE, for example, a decade ago roll out, uh, and now we're seeing same with 5G from a from an IP and optical networking point of view, the you know the transport infrastructure is refreshed and 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 put in place before the radios come on air, and and that same thing is happening now with 5G. So really, for the last three to four years, we've been working with uh, operators in the more aggressive. Uh, uh, geographies to, to roll out new 5G enabled infrastructure for, for the transport and and you know connecting radios isn't just of course to the existing cell sites but you know I mean that has to be upgraded as well but of course 5G radios will will be in more dense locations so there'll be many more sites in non-traditional locations that we have to get connectivity to uh, you know beyond the physical uh, connectivity requirements of course you know, and the higher throughput uh, there's requirements for far lower latency. Uh, security, of course, remains paramount. Um, and, and so putting all this together requires quite a significant uh, physical upgrade of the network. And as I said, these are, these are already well in place. And now on the other side of the equation, uh, because networks you know, always connect at least two endpoints, if not more, uh, you've got the mobile core, which is migrating to cloud architectures. And so whereas before the, the packet core uh, would be in a centralized location on a, you know, on a vertically integrated platform, uh, now uh, the, the mobile core is distributed. It's virtualized and distributed and disaggregated uh, throughout the network, including right out to edge clouds. And, and, and you've also got control uh, and user plane separation to deal with as well. So all of a sudden now on, on, the, uh, on the packet core side, you, you have so many more network functions that were once highly centralized and pre-integrated now distributed across many different locations. And, and so when you are building uh, a service, an end-to-end -end service such as is required when you get into slicing and supporting the end-to-end -end capability of, of allocating resources uh, to specific services or to the specific uh, customers or segments, 
you now have so many more network functions that need to be interconnected and often rebuilt uh, and interconnected with very stringent SLAs uh, and then tied to the backhaul or any haul infrastructure as we call it to the radios themselves and and this you know obviously needs to be automated under a an end-to-end -end orchestration environment. So, so there's quite a bit of uh, activity that has been underway for some time, and this kind of lays the groundwork uh, for when the radios come on air, which for many of our, again, more, more aggressive customers in, in the advanced uh, geographies are already doing. Splendid. You said it really well there about the groundwork that goes in to prepare the transport infrastructure before the radios come on air. In that case, the downtime we are experiencing now is actually a very good window to speed up work on the transport core and cloud infrastructure and the software stacks um, to build the backend capacity necessary to support 5G traffic. Okay, moving on. Um, one of the more glaring trends for today's networks will be the rapid changes we are seeing on the enterprise end. Gone are the days of MPLS and backhauling of traffic to enterprise data centers. The shift towards cloud and SaaS is now seeing a lot more enterprise traffic traversing the internet over public networks, VPNs, cloud, uh, public clouds, and more recently, SD-WAN um, and SASE local points of presence. How do you think this will accelerate operator network transformation? Well, most large enterprise have already moved their data centers into cloud architectures uh, generally and, and in specifically uh, more recently into public cloud infrastructure. Um, and at the same time, for general purpose uh, office applications like Microsoft Office 365, a lot of enterprise, big and small, are moving to uh, you know, software as a service models where where the applications run in the cloud uh, and and consumers and employees uh, use these applications uh, over broadband infrastructure. Uh, now, to make that happen, uh, the clouds that host these uh, these applications, whether whether they're web scalers or the CSPs, the communication service providers themselves. These clouds are moving out. Uh, in the case of web scalers, they're they're moving their uh, clouds uh, deeper into the network to directly peer with the CSPs, uh, using what we call data center interconnect, uh, essentially to build backbone networks, IP optical backbone networks, to interconnect their central offices or their central uh, clouds rather uh, with their uh, their remote uh, clouds that, that they're pushing deeper into the network. At the same time, of course, CSPs are moving their cloud infrastructure closer to consumers as well, to edge clouds. Uh, and all of these activities are changing the dynamic in terms of where content is inserted into the network because uh, its location and insertion point can be optimized based on the particular content, the particular pairing arrangement to ensure ultimately that the consumer uh, and enterprise uh, receives the best quality of experience that they're looking for. Uh, but from a networking point of view, it increases a lot of new architectural challenges uh, as peering points that once were highly centralized uh, are, are now being more distributed and pushed deeper into networks. And at the same time, the edge gateways of the service provider networks are becoming more dynamic, uh, meaning they can physically relocate to different locations where peering and content insertion takes place. Uh, to provide the optimal location for content insertion, again, to drive that best quality of experience. 
Brilliant, Jim. Uh, talking about the expansion at the edge, we can expect an explosion in the number of end nodes that will be connecting to the network thanks to the Internet of Things, uh, both fixed and mobile nodes. Uh, during this pandemic, we saw a huge rise in, for example, online shopping globally. So we need a lot of tracking for those goods. We need tracking for fleet management. Humans want to work and operate remotely, but we need massive mobile connectivity for drones, autonomous vehicles and smart meters etc that are taking our place in the field will this mean that a massive machine type communications MMTC catering for IOT will be one of the more immediate use cases to be deployed on 5g well massive machine communications I think is perhaps one of the most exciting areas to watch uh, I mean machines are so different from us humans uh, machines don't need to sleep uh, they run 24-7. Uh, they don't take holidays, uh, coffee breaks. Also, machines don't have uh, the inherent limitations of the human brain. Um, machines can consume unlimited computing processing. And, and so we're looking at environments where, you know, there'll be millions of sensors generating, you know, streams of data in huge volumes which machine learning and AI systems will, will, will shift through and, and look for patterns to, to drive insight that, that ultimately will, will result in greater productivity uh, and, and, of course, safety to both the public and to their employees as well. Uh, so again, it's a, it's a huge opportunity, especially for uh, you know, the, the verticals, utilities, and, and you know, other asset-intensive industries who who are just now beginning to embark on digitalization projects. Uh, the technology is now mature enough, and indeed the traction we're seeing already using LTE technology to connect these sensors uh, is, is giving us tremendous confidence that, that the shift to 5G when needed to support even higher densities of sensors and so forth uh, is, is an unstoppable, unstoppable trend that we're, we're seeing traction here in you know mines with autonomous vehicles and haulage systems uh, electrical grids uh, transport networks uh, ports shipping ports containers uh, um, airports um, you know the the, the 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 capabilities here to to digitize and and create more productivity tools as you track the movement of goods and services is the upside is just incredible as is the scope then now, um, you know, one of the things that this does do, of course, is it drives a larger network perimeter because, of course, now everything is connected. Uh, things that were never connected before are now connected and, and all of it gets automated. But that, that network expansion, of course, does lead to a, a larger attack surface. So one of the things we have to be very careful about in, in our IP and optical network infrastructure is that it is highly secure and very robust to any sorts of malicious attacks or or just just general occurrences that that can happen from time to time as as equipment failures uh, or 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 mudslides uh, cause cable cuts or or accidental construction uh, you know can bring down aspects of the network we need to make sure these networks are self-healing uh, and can be uh, operated you know with with high availability you know not just five nines but in, in many cases we'll need six nines operation but it's an exciting, exciting opportunity. And as I said, I think it's one of the key areas that we want to watch uh, going forward. 
Yes, it's exciting indeed. The IoT is what's transforming traditional sectors, like what you said, asset-intensive industries, to adopt digitalization because having your assets monitored and controlled remotely with the analytics at your fingertips at any point of time is a great proposition for any business. Okay, so there we go. That's all for today's topic. Exciting things ahead for 5G, cloud and IoT and for mobile operators. Uh, great speaking to you, Jim. Thank you, Tara. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us in the Fast Mode podcast. And to everyone uh, tuning in, thank you all for listening. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Bye. For more information, visit Nokia at nokia.com stroke networks stroke networks keep us going and the fast mode at www.thefastmode.com. Bye. We'll meet you again in our next podcast session.